really no reason for that. It's it's fucking weird. Oh my god. What's the weird? What's okay? So what's what's the weirdest, most random thing you've done on a Zoom call? Besides poop. <laughs> <laughs> you joining us for the first time this is icon or Wycon, the show where we break down your favorite film franchises one film at a time my name is andrew david sotomayor and i'm here with the wonder woman to my batman mr cj the roche cj how are you doing today i wish that music played every time i walked into a room that theme kills that fucking wonder woman theme is i it might be the best theme of all time. That theme kills. It really, really kills. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Like, Yoda's theme is great. The Imperial March is obviously the Imperial March. But when 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 that thing starts, oh, my God. Yeah, there it is. I wasn't doing it right. I knew what you meant, though. I understood the spirit of it. Uh, Why don't you tell all 17 of our listeners what we're going to talk about today? Today on Icon or Ycon, Andrew and CJ will delve deep into the enigma that is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Edition. Thank you for all of the subtitles. Ultimate Edition, the one that Mr. Snyder said, this is my movie. I don't know what else you guys have seen recently, but this is it. Listen, now, CJ, correct me if I'm wrong. You never saw the theatrical cut. This is the only version of the film you've seen. This is what I know. Yeah, that's correct. I've seen both. I was there opening night at the theaters, and, and I liked it, but I don't mind a movie that makes me work. But what I like about the Ultimate Edition is that it really does assists in character development it assists in character motivation and it assists in filling out subplots that become important to the overall theme of the movie and how they all tie together so i prefer the ultimate edition i thank you for doing the whole three hours with me because it's actually one of my favorite movies and i watched it again i think it's delightful i think it really holds up i had a great time it's delightful it doesn't feel like three hours i watched it in chunks Mm -hmm. um just because of the way the circumstances of my Sunday played out. But uh, no, I, I thought it was an excellent movie. I, you know, I really love coming at these movies from having the baggage of knowing that everybody hates them. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm constantly waiting for the moment of like, Oh, that's why everybody hates this movie. It has problems. It so has perfect. There's some script stuff. There's some things that I'm sure we'll get into as we go along the journey. But as a movie, as an entertainment, it's solid. It's I love it. <laughs> I think it's really cool and really fun. A um, couple things. Uh, I'm not really sure I needed another Martha Kent death. Not Kent. Okay. I'm sorry. Martha Wayne Martha, death. Martha Wayne. Martha yeah. Wayne. Martha Way, Martha Way. Uh, you know, I'm going to say – oh, I'm going to skip to the end. I'm going to get ahead of myself. I he think that it's actually necessary. I think he because, makes it necessary. Yeah, because of – now, you can say everything that you want about that fight and like 
how someone should have just said, hey, this is what's happening. <laughs> but, but the choice that they made was for Martha to be the impetus for Batman to stop stepping on his throat. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have that subtext, like that's the thing. And, 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 and put it in the movie. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the, it's the classic case of put it in the movie. If you're coming at this movie from not knowing that Batman's parents were killed. Okay. First of all, what rock have you been living on? I know, you know, that's the thing. But, but second of all, I think it's, I think it's respect for the audience by the filmmaker to say, Hey, just in case you guys forgot, uh, this is what happened and we're going to do it in slow motion for for those in the back. But no, I think it's absolutely necessary. I think that it plays into motivation and then it helps us it helps us have the Superman Batman fight because like I said, someone should have just showed up and been like, "Hey Batman, um yo, this is the plan. Le- Lex is the bad guy." You know, and he's got my mom. Yeah. Instead of like, "You don't understand. Stay down. Martha." You know, but I think it's fine. And, and I think, honestly, it's it's one of the better shot Wayne parent deaths. It's a lovely honestly. homage to the Frank Miller panels. Like, it's it's really, it's really cool. I just, you know, I think, I think it's hard for me because we had just come off of saying goodbye to a beloved Batman. And so I had that version of that scene in my head. So recently, whereas when uh, when when Christian Bale's parents were killed, it had been so long since I had seen that origin story that uh, it was nice to see a retelling of it. It was just a little bit soon for it. I do think he makes it pay off in the script. I do think it's great. I do wish he had found another way in or another way to to do the whole Martha thing. I, I don't have an answer for what that other way is, but um, it, I just, I just didn't need it. I do have one question about it though. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. It's fantastic. Shot, yeah. Morgan being like Martha. Like yeah. I, I thought that was great. Um, how did the pearl necklace get around the gun? Like, yeah. Yeah. Was he like, bloop? like, did he, or was there, yeah, a, was I, there a scuffle? I've, been, I, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. Like maybe he, he shot. I, uh, I don't know. It's such a great visual. Still seeing the gun kick back and the pearl necklace break. It's an awesome yeah. visual. I love it. I love it so much. I'm just like logistically in my brain trying to break it apart. I'm just like, but how did the gun get there? You know, and that's that's a thing. But sometimes, and I'll say this about Zack Snyder. I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder's work, and I think everyone that knows me knows this. I really yep. like his stuff. And I, I'm, I'm one of the, his director's cut defenders too. I don't mind a long movie. I don't mind a slow pace. I don't mind you taking your time with telling me a story because I went to the movies for that purpose. So my thing is this every now and then he really just says it looks beautiful and does it. Yeah. And I, I can't fault him for that because there are some of those scenes in those movies. What is what be, what what were those move? What were movies called back in the day? Motion pictures. pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. So it, it you had, know, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Right? Like, and and we're part of it. Like, we're part of the the people that break this stuff down. Mm. Right? I wonder, like, if the internet didn't exist. Would we focus on it as much as we do, right? Like, it, it, like you do theater, and I've yeah. done theater, and there are times where a director will like put people on stage in a picture. 
he'll make a picture and it may not make the most logical sense, but it, it helps. It may not advance the story, but it helps the entertainment. It brings right? you like, in. It helps the model. It helps the, the mold. So yeah. there, you know, and if it doesn't detract, right? Like the, like the gun, the pearls being around the gun doesn't detract from the moment. We no. look at it later and say, how the fuck did the pearls get there? That's yeah. a lot of issue, right? But it's like it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful shot. shot. The gun it, back and the pearls explode and the pearls are supposed to explode. Yeah. Right? Like, like that's paying homage to what came before. Yeah. Well, so and the, the, pearl necklace, the pearl necklace is such a visual for the death of Batman's parents. Like right. it's such a that's thing. Right. So, to, so, so to see it treated like that and like brought to that level of prominence is gorgeous. Um, yeah. You know, just logically – it doesn't make sense, but also Kryptonians are flying around. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Also, all of a sudden, like Batman or all of a sudden Metropolis is across the river from Gotham City. Get into oh, it. I love that. I thought I it was great. That. I thought it's it was fucking great. great. It's a great it's way to great. tie it together. And that's another thing. Okay, so let's talk about the storytelling of this movie because this movie has a lot of masters to serve. Think about what this movie has to do. This movie has to act as a, a, a bit of a sequel to Man of Steel. Right. So we have to see some development in that relationship. It's an intro to this new Batman. Yeah. It, it is an intro to Wonder Woman later. Mm-hmm. It is an intro to the metahuman thesis. Right. Right. And Miles Dyson did not learn. Miles Dyson did not learn anything. He didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. And also, it's an introduction to atlantis the speed force mother boxes dark side steppenwolf to sod like apocalypse that whole subplot also luther core lexcore lexcore and the conflict between batman and superman that's right it has a million things to do and i think he does a good job juggling that i have no problem with with the massive amount of information that I was given because it was all wonderful information. Yeah. And again, jumping to the end when those three are standing there fighting doomsday, I, I, I'll say it like I got wet. It's great. It's It's great. great. It's great. It's really, really good. Uh, there's some great lines and here's the thing. Zack Snyder, not known for the dialogue. No, but he's got some great lines in this. That's right. Lois, when she's talking about Superman's actions, how Superman snapped into action to save her in Africa, and she's like, there's a cost. I don't know if it's possible for you to love me and be you. And be you. We've never heard Lois get that real with her partner before. Yeah, no, and I'm on the Amy Adams as Lois Lane fan wagon. She, she, she nails it, right? It's a good she nails Lois. It. It's, it's a, a good re- Lois. My only problem is what are you throwing away the scepter for? Okay, uh, well, I have an answer. I don't want to hear it until later. Okay, I'll tell you later. So, Jimmy Olsen, though. Jimmy Olsen, dead. (gasps) (laughs) Why did they cut that? That wasn't in the theatrical release. That wasn't? No, him introducing himself as Jimmy Olsen. I know, it's so satisfying that Jimmy Olsen is actually a CIA operative in this version. It's so great. It's so great because right up until the moment they pull the trigger, you don't think that he's going to pull the trigger. There's no way you killed Jimmy Olsen. You just introduced him. Nope, and that's that's called successfully subverting your expectations, which The Last Jedi does not do. 
You had to. You had to. It's you're How not. How fast was that? Everybody? Ten minutes in, like <laughs> ten minutes in, and I got it out. <laughs> you're not going to beat me to it this week. No. Nope. Oh no, you learned your lesson. So, how do you feel about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor? Okay. Talk to me. Okay. I know you have feelings. We've never I seen Lex feelings. like this. It's giving you a Mark, have, a Mark Zuckerberg Lex. I do have feelings. Um, I do. I do appreciate the fact that the man who created Facebook was cast as Lex Luthor. <laughs> right? Like good yeah. casting. Yeah. Right? Good casting. Um, the problem that I have with Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor actually has nothing to do with Jesse Eisenberg and everything to do with Gene Hackman. Okay. Right? I'm a little older than you. Yeah, but I remember Gene. I'm a little older than you, though. You are. So that, to me, right, like the real estate mogul, the the shady businessman who, like, stumbles upon the superhero realm, that is Lex Luthor to me. So, so I, I was, it took me a while to get into what was happening, but I think in the end, I can appreciate what they did and the direction that they went. And apparently like he was just mimicking one of the screenwriters as well. Like he was, that was his inspiration. And the boy is a fine actor. He's great. You know, and and he did a terrific job. It's just for me, I'm going to take I'm, – I'm team Hackman. Okay. As they say. Listen, I love this version of Lex Luthor. I also love that they casually let us know that this is not the Lex Luthor that we know. Right. That the one we know, the Gene Hackman is probably his father. Right. Which exactly. is cool that they did it like that because it's like this isn't a retelling of Lex. It's actually just a different Lex. This is a different his, Lex. His father's not Lionel. Yeah. Right. There's 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 other problems that I have with the character and the writing of the character, but as far as the performance goes, uh, it's fine. I think it's interesting to cast him as a mastermind that has. He's kind of a xenophobe. Like I'm not. What I'm does not, that word mean? He he kind of just doesn't want outsiders on his turf. Let's put it like that. Fe- yeah, fear of f- fear of the. Well, I don't know if it's so much that. I mean, I think that's Batman that you're describing, right? Like Batman has fear of the outsider. Batman has fear of the outsider, absolutely. But Batman's reasoning is because the outsider. He actually witnessed the outsider destroying his world. Sure, but but Lex is just power hungry, right? Like he has all the knowledge without the power. Like his speech in the, at the party states. You think Lex is just power hungry? I the way Lex talks to Superman, like he's a freak, like that his problem is just being that he doesn't need to be in his space. Oh, I I don't I don't know. I think I think Lex was was very interested in Superman and we, it's that scene because he ultimately creates doomsday. So he loves the alien. Okay. And and he, and he was about to get punched out, but then Superman saves him. Yeah. Right. Who was about to get punched out? Lex. Oh, by doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. 
that whole situation of the creation of Doomsday, like just the the visual of of the baptism and blood sacrifice, like the way that was whole uh, that whole thing was done in the Kryptonian yeah. Genesis chamber, how he yeah. lasered off or he crypt or he kryptonited off Zod's fingerprints. Yeah, to get past control of the ship of the ship, he took yeah. control of the ship, yeah. learned all he could about who Clark was. Yeah. Yeah. And then hatched the final act of his plan and created a monster. And it's a yeah. fascinating turn of events because we're coming from General Zod, who is a, a master race type, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're, we're creating the perfect, the genetically perfect Kryptonians. And we create this number and these type of Kryptonians and they do this job and this is who they are. And you had Jorel who's like, we made actual life and we're going to let him forge his own path. And that's beautiful and different and interesting. And that's what's going to save Krypton, right? Right. Just, right? So Zod's decisions basically lead to a situation where someone from Earth utilizes this technology to create something that is a hybrid of human and all of the worst elements of Kryptonians. Right. Which is forbidden. Which is forbidden. Yeah. yeah. But Kryptonians are gone. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild as a concept. Yeah. And he's just hell-bent on getting rid of Superman. And he does it in the most roundabout way, but it's cinematically interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little – there's a little bit of a leap of faith as to would the ship accept – Right, because he uses Zod's fingerprints and then overrides everything. I'm not sure that Kryptonian ship would have allowed Lex Luthor to just take over like that, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it slide, as they say. Yeah, yeah, that one that one took a leap. Um, yeah. But uh, I think the scene at the end where you see him communing with Steppenwolf in the Kryptonian gem- Genesis Chamber. Is that who that is? That's Steppenwolf, yeah. Okay. And so he's communing with Steppenwolf, and and the three boxes are the mother boxes. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. And so um, the mother boxes essentially in the cinematic universe is turned into the DCEU version of Infinity Stones. It's just that they never got to a place where they could make that pay off because they, they shift gears after this movie. And that's a whole other thing. I'm not bringing my baggage into this. We're just focusing on this movie. But Batman v Superman, Dawn yes. of Justice. Ultimate edition. But that's uh, that's Steppenwolf with the mother boxes. So I think uh, we're supposed to assume, and this is the leap that he wants us to make in the director's cut, because it's pretty explicit how the storyline goes. Uh-huh. But, but the leap you have to take is that there is another worldly presence guiding him. And that's why he's able to achieve things that no one could possibly achieve. And that's why at the end, when he says the bell's been rung, it can't be unrung. They've heard right. it. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's fantastic to think that he hatches this whole plan at the behest of an otherworldly being because they need the removal of the Kryptonian to make their arrival. I think uh, that's, yeah. I, so the setup that's is great. I love that. It's, it's cool. It's cool. Fantastic. But that's, that's it's what he leads you up to infer. Like you have to put it together that there's something we don't know. And that's the post credit sequence. You know what I mean? That's the thing that gets you to the next one. Be like, but Lex still knows something we don't know. That's why all that was there that, a post credit scene that I missed. There wasn't. No, no, no. Oh, you're talking about not. the thing in the jail. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, but it, which is which in a Marvel movie would be your post credit sequence. Understood. Understood. It's actually in the movie. They put it in the Fine. movie. I'll yeah. do it myself. Do so, what yourself, Thanos? Do what? Oh yeah, yeah. Nothing. Thesis. 
Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> so I love when Superman or Clark rather goes to Gotham city and he sees how the Gothamites are fearful of Batman and yeah. how they've created. And this is, this is another tiny leap for me. It's because I understand that Superman's only been active for 18 months, right? Yeah. Um, a total of 18 months. But it, it in a year and a half, he hasn't learned about Batman who's over the river. Right. And also he doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, he's a reporter. And also, how does Lex know who these guys are? This. We is he the only one that's like, that's totally Henry Cavill. <laughs> Like you can't fool me with the glasses, but how yeah. does he know Bruce Wayne is Batman? We don't know. I would have liked that they put that in the movie. I would, I would have, have liked. liked I would have liked that they put that in the movie because otherwise, that cocktail. If he doesn't know that cocktail scene sequence, doesn't make any sense. No, he, he absolutely does. He know. invited them both deliberately, and yeah. he's been pitting them against each other the whole time. Yeah, that's his plan. Yeah, and and they they hijacked that whole sequence in Africa with Lois there to draw Superman there. Yeah. Another thing that's not in the theatrical the theatrical cut is um, them using the flamethrower to burn the bodies, ah, which is important because one, the flamethrower comes back at the end of the movie, sure does, and two, this is why it's the flame, it's the burnt bodies and the woman's testimony that implicates Superman. That implicates Superman, and the things that were cut for the theatrical cut were the burned bodies. So people would ask the question, why would people think that Superman shot people in the head? Yeah. And so so the theatrical cut was just far more confusing because those two elements were uh, removed and or trimmed. You know, and those actually are important big picture details. Sure. Beats it's wild. That pay off. Yeah, why not? Story bits that need to be there for the story to make sense. Absolutely. So talk to me about this moment. How do you feel about this worn down Batman that's having nightmares that come to life? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I like it. I, I, it makes sense. It just, it just makes sense. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't walk into any of these things with any baggage of um, things that I've seen before. I loved you know, it. I love it. When, when we're creating a new universe, it's like, okay, let's go. What what is your tape or interpretation of this character? You know, you have not, you were not beholden to anything that's come before. Yeah. You know, this is not the same Bruce Wayne. Like this is Bruce Wayne in this universe, so let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah, it's great. I love I love the nightmares. I love that he has the first one with about the parademon. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. One another thing that got trimmed was Bruce taking sleeping pills. That wasn't in the theatrical cut. But okay. why is that important? Because we're about to see a character that is used to having nightmares, but now his nightmares are otherworldly, and now they're really? talking to him, right? Yeah. So he has the first parademon nightmare, which is horrifying, and yep. then he has the extended nightmare sequence, which was a point of contention among fans. I loved it. Um, there's some details in there that are only there for like hardcore fans. Uh-huh. But the whole thing, how he's trying to get the kryptonite, they con him, and then yeah. the army of Superman is there. Right. And then he gets captured, and Superman's like, you took her from me. Uh-huh. Punches through his chest. He wakes up in his lab, 
and the Flash is there. Right, which is and, he, and the Flash is from the future. Yes, and he says, "I'm too soon. Am I too soon? I'm too soon." And he's like, "Everything." I, f- I forgot exactly what he says, but basically he says, everything you thought is true, fear him. And of yeah. course, Batman thinks he's talking about Superman. And we're yeah. going to find out later, it's not right. That's it's a that's a message that he's getting too early. He's he, too soon. Which is why he said, I'm too soon. Like he made sure that was clear because he ran through the speed force to get back to past Batman for some reason. And he's like, you have to find us. This is what sets him on his quest to find the Justice League. But he puts the pieces together. He uses this information to make sense of the path that he's already on, right? He doesn't shift gears. He's like, oh, so I'm right. Superman is the worst. And he continues down that path, not knowing that he's being set up by Lex. So Lex setups. This whole setup with Granny's peach tea and hilarious and the um the wheelchair with the bomb in it yeah. and superman there yeah and like basically Going back earlier uh that guy's newspaper wall there's a picture of superman um throwing a car yeah which is actually the cover of the first superman the very first one there's a couple thank of you. really thank you for that great detail there's a couple of really sweet things. Uh, when Superman's doing his rant to Perry about when the planet was founded in 1938. Because Superman came yeah. out in 1938. There's a lot exactly. of good juice like that in this movie. A lot of good juice. All right, you were saying. Where was I? I'm just thinking about how much I like the movie at this point. The Flash. The Flash, right? Yeah, Superman's the worst. So Batman just continues down on his journey about how Superman is the worst and that's his thing. But he unknowingly guides the whole narrative into the trap and the trap, of course, being I'm going to blow up this Capitol building and make it look like Superman did it. Yeah. And Henry Cavill's face when that wheelchair exploded. Oh, my God. Like just so disappointed. He's he walked into it. And that's yeah. the thing. He he walked right into it. He was so worried about the outcome of this. We find out later, of course, that he really wouldn't have been able to see the bomb. Right. Because of the lead. Because Lex knows things on a level that nobody could have anticipated. Exactly. He knows things that even Superman doesn't know. You know? So uh, mm-hmm. his, his, his pain expression. And then he still helps people and yeah. still brings people to safety before running away. Right. He sees Lois and yeah, right. That's when he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, he flies. Yeah, no, it's it's very sad. It's it's very sad. It's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's very satisfying from a storytelling perspective. They earn it. They really do. They absolutely, they one hundred percent earn it. But they blew up Patrick Leahy, which is disappointing. It is disappointing. The senator from Vermont that has been in like four Batman movies. Yeah, gone. Yeah, I've shook right. his hand. Did you really? Yeah, I met him and Bernie on my government studies trip to Washington. I had to go to Washington, D.C. to meet my Vermont politicians. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really, really cool. That's a pretty yeah, fun I was, trip. A, I was a Bernie bro before Bernie bros were Bernie bros, okay? Listen, I'm proud of you. I love a Bernie bro. Yeah. yeah. Feel the burn. Feel the burn, baby. All right, we got to talk about these fight sequences, though. So we got the first one where Superman stands right in the way of the Batmobile and just knocks that thing for a loop and kind of threatens yeah, Batman. We got, a great, we got a great slow motion shot there too. That's a beautiful. Great slow motion shot. Beautifully shot. Yep. 
But then we have this like training slash metahuman discovery sequence, right? Where they're opening up the folders yeah, and that whole yeah, thing. Love a good, love a good Rocky Ford style. He looks training session. He looks amazing in this movie. It's jacked as fuck. He looks amazing. I couldn't even deal with it. Yeah. So like this whole fight sequence at the end. With Doom. With well, we can even start with the just first Batman Superman confrontation pre Martha. Okay. That whole Don't thing. Let him kill Martha. That is a great line reading, and I'm so happy that you did that. I thought that that fight was insane. I love that we can see soups get weakened, and you can see like he, Henry Cavill knows when his powers are back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he attacks yeah, delicious. as best he can. Oh my god, Batman with the sink. It's just it's just brutal. These two titans are going at it, and Batman really holds his own in an amazing mm-hmm. way. Yep. And I think it's so powerful that the Martha sequence, people are like, oh, it's the name. It's not the name. It's that this is the first time he's looking at him like he's a human. So when he's dragging him with the rope and he's talking about, I bet your parents thought you were special. My parents taught me different things. That's the monologue of someone that's assuming that this man was raised in an alien world and has come here as an adult. This is not a man that understands this boy grew up in Kansas. He thinks he's human. Yeah. Well, he says it. He's like, you're not a, you're not a God. You're not even a man. Yeah. And then then, his last word is to think about his mother. Yeah. And that's very triggering for him. We get to see a man that we've seen throughout the whole movie with his PTSD issues, with his phobias, be like, why would you say that name? And then Lois is like, it's his mother. So he has a woman that loves him, a human woman that loves him. He has a mother that he's trying to save. And that's the first time that – and you see it too. Ben, ben Affleck does such a great job. You see him take in the fact – he's like, I'm, I'm, I had it all wrong. I had it all wrong. He's, he's flawed and complicated and trying to do good like me. Yeah. No, it's, totally. It's beautiful. It's yeah, beautiful. Lex, Lex played them played him both like a violin, man. Oh, it's, 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 it's really, really beautiful. Uh, a couple of honorable mentions – I love that the movie starts with two deaths and ends with two deaths. I think that is great. Superman, uh, Man of Steel was all about juxtapositions. This movie still pays off on that. Sure. And we see the two very, very different funerals. I think that's very, very exciting. How they yep. gave him a, the America who, who for a good two thirds of the movie betrayed him. Yeah. Hated him. Give him a soldier send off. And everyone that you care about is at Clark's funeral. Mm-hmm. Right, and we get the um, the shell hitting the ground. Yeah, like the in like the the Wayne slaughter. Yeah. Oh, it's good. The bookends the bookends are really 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 great. Yeah. And it's it's a very very sweet moment. I, I get a tingly still when I see the little dirt rise off of the coffin at the end. Yeah. You didn't like it? I Come did. On. No, I did. I I did. I just thought, boy. This isn't – he's not dead and I know he's not dead. So why do we kill him? Yeah. And how is he going to come back to life? Does it pay off? Is it okay? Does it make sense? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. (laughs) 
I would tell you, I would tell you, but it launches into a conversation of Zack Snyder's Justice League versus Joss Whedon's Justice League, and that's a whole okay. other conversation. And I think we need to take a break. Okay, great. Let's take a break. All right. You know, CJ, I love that we have such a litany of episodes to share with our listeners. Litany, that's a great word, Andrew. I'm glad that you said that word because it makes me think of the litany of social media options that exist in the world today. Oh, look at you riffing off of me. That's fantastic. Uh, I feel like we have a wholly underutilized Instagram and Twitter that we should be engaging with our listeners on. I would like to Instagram and Twitter with our listeners. So this is going to be the at Icon or Ycon on Twitter, at Icon or Ycon on Instagram. And coming soon, Icon or Ycon, the YouTube channel. So please, folks, comment, subscribe. Let us know what we're doing well. It can't be that much to write. Let us know what we're doing poorly, and it'll make you feel like you can practice your grammar. Oh, I love that. I love that. And punctuation. Absolutely, because there's going to be a lot of sentences when it comes to giving us notes. But seriously, folks, we want to hear from you. Don't be shy. Get involved. Engage. And we'll keep bringing you the best of the film universes that there are. I love that. Back to the show. And we're back. We've come back from beyond, like Superman will eventually. We, it, we can only hope. Uh, this little Latin boy definitely, definitely hopes so. Uh, you know what? I, are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that throat clear was like something else. Yeah, I do not have COVID 19. <laughs> I mean, thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, I'd be worried if you did. Uh, you know what? It's time for CJ. It's time for some ephemeral questions. Are you saying that it's time for ephemeral? Questions with Andrew and CJ about Batman v Superman. (laughs) That's some of your finest work, sir. The ephemeral questions theme song to the music of Wonder Woman's theme song. Brilliantly done. It was was in that money spot in your range, too. And now you know why I had to clear my throat. (laughs) You're getting ready for it. An actor prepares. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to know you. I'm so happy to be your friend. What worked for you? (laughs) There's a a lot, man. There's a lot that worked for me. Uh, The action sequences in this movie are thrilling. Uh, The the, uh, introduction of Wonder Woman is tight. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in general, the, uh, the music... I'm going to say unironically, the music in this movie is phenomenal. It's really, it's really incredible. Yeah. And I think just, you know, the storytelling, I mean, there's so much of this film that, that absolutely 100% bangs. Yeah. For me, you know, uh, and again, not being a DC guy, like I'm a Marvel guy. Like I know all about the Marvel universe and the Marvel comics and all of that stuff. And, and being introduced to a lot of this, deeper material you know the first two movies have have done it splendidly i love that yeah yeah what what worked for you so two things one i loved the effort put into really humanizing superman you know Mm -hmm. so so we put a lot of effort in man of steel of othering him and we see him come really trying to come to grips with this and make this decision i mean he goes 
and he goes up to the mountain top, and they don't really explain what this is. No, but, but I, I feel like it's an homage to the uh, '80s Fortress of Solitude, when he would go be alone, and he could and he could commune with um, the crystals and talk to his oh, father. Oh yes, yes. And You're talking he, about yeah, yeah, in in um in the, in the Donner movies, yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I think he goes up to this mountaintop and. Uh, you know, Jonathan's just up there and he gets to have this moment with Jonathan and it helps recenter him. Yep. You know, yeah, he's, and he's got, he's got genuine surprise that he's there. He's like, what the. F-? Yeah. But it's, and, yeah. and it's a thing and maybe we'll get the answer. Maybe we won't, but it's, it's kind of a beautiful moment because we've all sort of been confronted with metaphorical ghosts when we go within, you know, Mm-hmm. And so to see Superman, he he's so broken that he can't even receive comfort from Lois. He's got to be alone. And when he's alone, I'm getting emotional, but when he's alone, he's he can be with his father, you know? Yeah. And 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 yeah. and, and, and whether or not there's a real ghost there talking to him, it doesn't matter because the the lessons that he learned from that man are what recenters him. Like he gets alone and still with himself, and that's the thing that comes to him. And I think that's so beautiful. Just that little tiny detail. I don't need to know because I understand the sentiment of going within and figuring it out. And then he comes back to face his life, and he's confronted with all of these other demons that he has to wrestle with, and it pays off with him seeing the spear – and seeing his his cohorts fighting and knowing that they can't do it. And he knows he's the only one that can get close enough to Doomsday, fast enough. He knows that this is this mm. must be a job for Superman. And he says, Lois, I love you. It's just he he really gets to come to grips with his humanity and he's looking for his identity and all these external forces. And it's not for anyone else to decide. It's him, right? Who is right. he? At the end of the day, and at the end of the day, he's the boy that saves the farm. That's who his father yeah. was. That's who he is. And I love that. I love this whole trajectory for him. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm upset that it's not the third movie. You know, I would have liked to get to know Henry Cavill's Superman a little bit better because then I think his death would have packed a little bit more punch. I felt like they were kind of rushing to, the, to his death, galvanizing the birth of the Justice League. Uh, and I, I just wish there was another movie in between, but I think he did a really good job navigating a very accelerated emotional growth for this character. Right. Tough. For sure. That's where yeah, I'm no, at. Couldn't agree more. What did not work for you? There's a lot of little things uh, in the in the in the not necessarily the storytelling, but some of the setups. So like we talked about why does Lex know about Clark and Bruce? Uh, Not so Bruce goes downstairs to the, the computer room. Uh, What's her name? What's her name? Jenna Malone. No, the character, his assistant's name. What is her name? She goes down there. What? Mercy. Mercy. She goes down there and is like, what are you doing down here, bro? And he's like, oh, I thought these were the bathrooms. And she's like, the bathroom's upstairs. And then she just leaves him in the room. Yeah. And I clearly right. we know that there's been a plot to like incorporate him. Like, Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's it's just li- it's just little things like that. Things that, that happen because like, movie. Uh, things that happen because movie. Yeah, and I'm also like, Superman knows that Lois is in trouble, except when he when Lois is kidnapped as Cole Porter plays, which is another thing that worked for me. <laughs> Lovely Cole Porter induction, um, but he doesn't know that you know that his mom is in trouble. Right, so there's just a, there's like a, just a little bit of myth mythology. Yeah, what's the extent of these powers? Inconsistencies, right? Yeah. Um, but but again, it's not it's not enough for me to be like super duper upset about it because the rest of the film is so solid, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and also like, why doesn't he just show up and tell Batman what's going on? Because they need to fight. Okay, fine. Why does she throw the scepter into the water? She's getting it away right. from him. Yeah. Because she has to go down there fi- and find it later. Like, yeah. I, eh, you know, so it's just, you know, it's little things. It's nothing major. It's nothing that, like, I would blow up the internet for people. <laughs> uh, what didn't work for you, man? Uh, it's just a few too many story threads to juggle. Okay. There's a lot, and I think he did a good job doing it, but uh, there, there's a lot. It never confused me. I was never confused. I always I, knew what was going on. You know, I wasn't confused either, but that doesn't mean I couldn't have spent more time in any one given storyline. You know, because I, I think I think the storyline of should Batman – or not Batman. So should Superman – have the authority to make all these decisions on his own or does he need to be restrained? I think that's kind of one movie, you know? Uh-huh. I think, yeah, I, okay. I, I think Batman's response to Superman's actions is another movie. I think he did a good job combining those two threads, but I think those are two separate movies. Yeah, I can understand that. My, my issue would be is, you know, we've seen that second movie before a lot. We have. It's true. It's true. So, but yeah, no, I understand. I understand 100% what you're saying. It's just, I think, I think in the interest of time and society, we got to make them just one movie and figure it out. Yeah. Well, and they just, they really wanted to get to the team up because they had such success at Marvel with Avengers. And so DCU was racing to the team up because everyone's wanted a really good Justice League movie for a long time. Long time. So they didn't want to go through the process of single introductions. They were just going to like yeah. jump in and they were going to introduce everybody in a joint situation and then spin them off into their movies. They were going to go in reverse, which a valiant plot and uh, Zack Snyder really did a good job getting you three in one, you know? Right. And totally. honestly, he did get Cyborg, Flash, and um, Aquaman. Aquaman in there. So he did it, so – but that, that's kind of what didn't work for me. I was just like, oh, man, I couldn't really live in one story long. And if I really just wanted to live in the Superman thread longer. I really wanted more. I wanted yeah, a Superman no, I sequel. I wanted a Superman sequel and then a Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 see, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. So. Does this movie make your Desert Island top five? No. That's okay. No, it doesn't. I don't like Doomsday. Really? Yeah, and I don't like that they nuked Superman. Yeah, I know that happened fucked, in the comics, right? right? Um, yeah, that was silly. 
but yeah, I just think that, that there's not enough, um, like this isn't the winter soldier. Yeah. Right. Like this is not, this is not the movie where I get, I get Bucky Barnes and then I get Iron Man and Cap going at it. And the story of it like makes enough sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Batman and hating Superman. I feel like there just wasn't, there wasn't enough for me to be completely on board with it. And again, he should have just shown up and said, dude, stop. This is a plot against us. He's smarter than that. Yeah. So that holds it off for me, but it's very close. This is a very good movie. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I appreciate that you rep it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Your, is this on yours? Does yes, it yes, it is. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I, weep every time Superman dies. I, I, I got into this a little bit on our Man of Steel episode, but uh, I, he means a lot to me. I've attached a lot he of – I've attached a lot of emotion to him. And whether or not I have feelings about how the movie was executed – seeing that representation meet its untimely end, uh, it hurts me to see that. Like I feel, I feel bad because I feel everything he represents to me dying. And I think that's why the death of Superman comic book was such a thing because it wasn't just the loss of a beloved character. It was the, the loss of everything he represents. And I think this movie reminded me of everything he represents in a beautiful way. And so, so it does make my does on top five because I need it as the companion piece to man of steel, which is in my top. Oh, that's interesting. I love yeah. that. I, I just, I, I need yeah, yeah. So that's why. That's why. All right. Bonus question. You ready? I am. Cut one thread. What do you cut from this movie? Wow. That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Cut one thread. Yes. Uh, I cut the Russian henchman. Oh, yeah. Who, who is a comic book character, right? Yes. He represents somebody in the comics. Yeah. I'd get rid of him. Okay. I'd get rid of him. I mean, I know that he kind of like ties us to Lex. Yeah. But I think that that would be the one that would be the one thing that I could lose or lose the trailers for the next four movies. <laughs> right? Like, like eliminate, you know, the trailers, the yeah. metahuman trailers. That, that, but yeah, no, I think, I think you could get rid of what's that. The clip show was silly. It's a little silly. Yeah. Um, what would you cut? Wonder Woman's intro. What is she? What is she? What is she doing in this movie? As much as I like her, as much as her theme kills, what is she doing in this movie? Granted, again, just like my feelings about the Martha sequence at the top, at the very end, how she's holding Doomsday with the lasso. Yeah. Bruce fires his she last Kryptonite round, and yeah. Superman comes in with a with a spear. She they make it relevant, but uh, we could do this whole movie without that character introduction. Yeah, that's why she needs to be there, though, because she also she also is well. No, he finds the metahumans and emails her. Yeah. Also, way to protect that information. I know, right? Jesus. So his Gmail account, like Screen Rant, Screen Rant had a had a field day with the emails in the pitch meeting. <laughs> We um, do see we do see quite a few emails in this movie though. It's a lot of, it's a lot of emailing. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no. I yeah, I hear what you're saying, but she needed to be there to to finish off Doomsday cuz B&B couldn't do it together. Yeah. It was it was that it was that final thing. Uh I do love when she's like this is no god. I fought gods before. Right. 
so cool because right. we don't know anything about her when this came out. This is our first, this is our intro to the character, and that was cool. As much as I thought her yeah. thread was quasi superfluous, I thought it was cool what she did, totally. and how it was handled. What's your special award, CJ? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> My special award is what Ryan couldn't, Zach did, goes to <laughs> Batman v Superman for subverting our expectations successfully with the Jimmy Olsen bit. Ah, uh, that one bit, that one bit that wasn't even in the theatrical cut got your special award? That's right. How That's dare right. you? What Ryan couldn't, <laughs> Zach did. <laughs> It's it's it, it is it is insanely similar to Luke throwing the lightsaber away. I said it absolutely, and it's it's more successful and works. <laughs> it it yeah. does work more efficiently. I will say that more successfully. Whatever, because the other thing <laughs> didn't work. What's your special award? I'm giving Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition. Ultimate Edition. The Daddy Issues Award. <laughs> because while Man of Steel focused on Cal versus Clark with Jonathan versus Jor-El, right? Uh-huh, and that uh-huh. whole dynamic, we yeah, have yeah, yeah. here Bruce. He is older than his father was when he passed away, and he's grappling with that. We have Lex, who is hatching this whole master plan for two God. titans to destroy each other. From the yep. study of his father, what he hasn't changed, because maybe if I don't change anything, he'll come back. So we don't even know where Lex Sr. is, but we know Lex Sr. fucked him up. Uh-huh. And you have Superman, who is bringing his daddy issues from the first movie. And with his greater understanding, when he goes to be alone, all he sees is Jonathan. He doesn't see right. Russell Crowe giving him advice. No. Who he is, is Jonathan and, Kent's son. And Jonathan talking about collateral damage. Yeah, it's hard. So, like, I would say because so much of these men's actions are directly related to their issues with their fathers and their complications mm-hmm. that ensue post-traumatic incidents, yep. Batman v Superman gets the Daddy Issues Award. Because I've never seen that on film before and I loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. Expertly crafted. It's pretty beautiful. So good. All right. Question of the lifetime. Is this film an icon or a Y-con? And choose your answer wisely. No, it's absolutely an icon. It's totally hardcore icon, right? We're going to still talk about this movie 50 years from now. Yeah, this is the first major motion picture where we see Batman and Superman together. Yeah, and it's been teased for a long time. So long, and it's so well done and so well acted. Don't kill Martha scene notwithstanding. It's, <laughs> it's not the best. But the rest of the movie is 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 very, very strong. And it's got all of the elements. And like you said, Gotham and Metropolis are across the river from each other. That's cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's fucking great. I'll watch this movie again. 
no problem. Yeah, why not? It's it's really easy. And I think what's really nice about it is that it doesn't stick to a traditional three-act structure. So you can nope. kind of watch it in vignettes. It really has every – I did. St- I watched it in chunks. Yeah. Every vignette really has its own sort of like internal structure that makes sense. And they all weave together. It kind of plays out like an extended comic book, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. And they've, they've set up so many wonderful things. I can't wait to see how they bring it all together. Me neither. But we'll talk about that one at a later date. Can't wait. All right. So what's, what's next on those? It's Suicide Squad, right? Suicide Squad. Yep. We're going to uh, start introducing things that I have no idea. I've never seen. I have no clue. I'll be texting you the whole time being like, what is this? Who is that? Why is this? I am what so – I'm so ready because now we're going to dive into uh, deeper into released version versus director's cut. And the thing about this movie is uh, with Batman v Superman, as soon as the theatrical cut was released, actually it was before it was released, Zack Snyder said that we were going to get the ultimate edition. And then uh, right after the movie was released, they leaked, it was on purpose, but they leaked the Steppenwolf scene because that scene got cut from the theatrical release too. Stupid. And so, so like there was already this battle between what version of the movie gets released, and then they started like sweeping the director's cuts under the rug. So like the with with Suicide Squad, we got the theatrical release, and and it was it's it's what it was. And then after the Snyder Cut movement happened, we started getting more information that there actually is an air cut that what we saw was an, another reshoot. He just participated in it and finished through. I can't wait to delve into this whole mythology and light up our Twitter account with the recap. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Excited. For I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche. And we'll see you next time. Next time.